Hello and thanks for tuning into the podcast. Before we begin today, I just thought I'll give you a brief introduction to the show and what's the idea behind it. We are just three friends who love to discuss a range of topics across tech, life, food, fitness and pretty much anything under the sun that makes us human. We just thought we'd put this out there. We'd love for you to be a fly on the wall to our conversations. Engage with us on social media. We'd like to make this a dialogue over a period of time. and as we learn about each other's perspectives and dive deeper into what forms them this podcast is meant to be a laid back conversation between friends there's going to be quite a bit of fun banter and a few serious opinions and discussions as well so sit back relax and i hope you enjoy this one hi this is karan hi this is mohit hey this is aditya and welcome to the boiled egg podcast What is up guys? I'm Kibishi here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just kidding guys. Just kidding. Karan, what do you think uh, are the trusted sources of news for you? Instagram, Twitter. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when I say news, I don't mean the new swimsuit that kylie jenner is wearing no no i don't follow shit like that but what news do you get on instagram dude are i use instagram is one of my best sources of news what what uh, who do you follow on instagram fade issues ah so you're following are. journalists on instagram yeah yeah exactly because uh-huh. on instagram you get like uh, unbiased unedited to if you go to any major yeah if you, so, if you, so if you go you, to any major publication then it is uh, filtered so there are a few trusted journalists that you that you follow the source to trusted journalist news is instagram yeah okay few that trusted journalists a uh, few trusted accounts and stuff like that i i have uh, stopped like reading newspapers or watching news because all of that is bullshit i feel now everything is not it's not news anymore it's opinion and people trying to drill their opinion into you i still do trust the hindu when it comes to news newspapers but i think the rest is all biased heavily biased not just biased as such do you think that bias comes in because of the incentive models tied to the news agencies in the sense where the money is coming from yeah yeah and the money is coming from to pay the bills bro yeah and the money is coming from the government so i don't know if, i don't know if you know of this do you know ndtv uh, the news channel yeah uh, they refused to bow down to government pressure to post news in a certain way and their funding got cut by around 90 95% because i mean this is something that i've read so i don't know how true it is but i think i believe it to be true there uh, but to go deeper into it mm. to go deeper into what you just said when you say the funding got cut this funding doesn't mean that uh, revenue streams like companies stopped advertising with them uh, uh, logging okay. end of the day right yeah yeah so it, it's not like the government themselves has like a proper system to fund news 
it is the influence that government has on other corporations. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So today, if you see NDTV is not one of the biggest channels, it has dropped down so badly uh, only because of that. And their major source of revenue is now local governments. Local governments and local corporations as such. Mm-hmm. No one on a national level supports them because of very clear behind the scenes directive given to big corporations not to advertise on NDTV. No, also all the news channels, I don't follow TV news that much, but I think my dad keeps telling that uh, both in English, I mean, yeah, in English and in Hindi, there are news channels which are clearly pro-government, which are clearly anti-government. These guys will clearly not say anything or show anything. These guys will clearly show everything and every anything. I don't know the which, which channels exactly, but my dad keeps telling that like, yeah, depending on how your day goes, what you want to see, you can choose which channel to watch. True, very true. I think the media has become very polarized, very biased towards certain political uh, alliances. Towards and again. But here's the thing. So here's the thing that, like, how does the, the news industry, like, stay afloat if they're not taking money from uh, corporate entities that will essentially have, like, one view or the other, like one polarizing view or the other. So how do oh. you uh, keep news unbiased and still make sure that they are uh, sustainable as a business? So I think uh, there is a new breed of uh, news channels or news outlets that is primarily on the internet, which do not have high overheads. And they primarily work off revenue sources of publishing ads or something like that on on their uh, websites web pages and stuff like that like you I have the that print is, for example right yeah so the print quint uh, a lot of them like there are so many other things that's that's like new media scroll print new sources yeah scroll all these ways so what's so what's the revenue source so they uh, provide their online. platform to purely online that's like an ad publishing yeah ads. ad publishing uh, on uh, what do you say uh, online ads digital ads and yeah, I think some, of them, some of them did uh, if i'm if if i'm not wrong uh, the few of them have actually version, but i think they stopped it and they are, they are now completely online yeah because my question over there is like even if they're giving their platform for advertisers at some point there will be some point of uh, conflict of interest let's say the, like there's something that uh, Procter & Gamble did wrong and now they have to write a news article about Procter & Gamble's practices. This is just a random example, not like PNG has done anything wrong. But what if they pull out their ad spend on, on this news platform? That's going to cut down their revenue, right? See, that's the whole thing. No, there is not a specific company uh, paying for ads on a particular platform. These are mm-hmm. uh, ad publishing networks. So the kind of ads that's displayed on their website is not necessarily up to them or controlled by them. Got it. So that way, I, I think there is no clear link between how they generate their revenue and what their affiliations are uh, to them being biased about certain kinds of uh, information or news. Okay, I think that makes sense. So that's clear. The only other part could be just brand association, I guess. Yeah, brand association, yes. But uh, I don't think uh, they are at that level where there is clear brand associations being formed or something, mm-hmm. or I don't know if they have uh, 
consciously avoided brand associations as such. I mean, it could be one of those. Could no, be either. And and do you think that that like this model that we're talking about, where it's it's purely online and you you give your platform uh, uh, for for ad publishing, do you think that's sustainable enough uh, to get good news stories, like to actually pay journalists? To, to travel across the country or the world or across cities and get those good news bites. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of revenue, I don't think it's 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 that sustainable. But I think it's it's a good alternative platform for unbiased news because mainstream is clearly very polarized. There are certain companies or news channels or media companies that are that take a stance or support a certain ideology or a political affiliation. And there are certain that are against that or support the other end of that political affiliation. Like it's very leftist, rightist kind of a deal. And very clearly looking at the the environment, the political environment today, if there is a if there is an outlet that tries to be neutral, tries to share news as it is, uh, there are clearly instances of them being snuffed out by either of the political establishments. So I think this is a very good alternate form of journalism. Or I think uh, the other model is also subscription, right? So yes, you can make money through through ad publishing. Yeah, that, that's also, also ad publishing, subscription, all of that. Where they are not interacting or are not uh, supported companies or by uh, affiliations where they have to. By but they're not answerable to, to corporations or yeah they don't have to be compro- they don't have to compromise their integrity for run, being able to run their platform so considering that let's say okay so i think we spoke about the incentive models i think we all agree that if people i mean if, if news agencies move away from getting a lot of money from private sources and move to a more decentralized ad publishing platform or subscription model uh, it could give them more uh, freedom to yeah. to report the news the way it is. So having covered that, now if let's say there is uh, the budding journalists who are just getting out of college and want to get into the world of journalism, mm-hmm. with the like, what decisions do these people make? Do they go ahead join one of these biased news agencies uh, to learn the tricks of the trade, or do they join some of these more um, unbiased news agencies that mostly do fact reporting, but uh, that don't necessarily have uh, a very strong business model just yet. So it completely depends on uh, their objectives, right? If it's if it's just uh, trying to understand or if they want to be a part of the mainstream media, want to be part of a very well-established uh, news platform or a news network, where they can earn good money, they have a, a platform to reach a wider audience, or if they want to actually, the ideal scenario where they want to actually report the news as is, without being influenced by any of it, larger uh, establishments, where they have to probably modify, tone down or tone up their message. They, it's, it's a call that they have to take, man, to be very honest. it's Both of them have their pros and cons. Uh, whether do you want to further your career or do you want to share the news as is or do 
more factual reporting than opinion it's a very clear difference which reporting the news is one thing the other one is sharing opinions about the news i think that yeah. is the big difference so depending on I what agree. they want to do they should probably take take a call on that i mean there's no clear path if the both of them have their pros and cons so it's very individual when it comes to these kind of decisions i agree because i also see like a world where there could be new upcoming journalists who associate themselves with a certain type of journalism which is which could be like the polarized type of journalism hmm. uh, because that that's what speaks to them that's what their ideology is and they and they they're, they're inclined to go ahead and join those news agencies so i see that also happening anyway yeah yeah correct so it also depends on their ideology also every individual's ideology yeah but that's the thing right like when when we look at journalism as a profession should uh, should like one of the factors that goes into giving someone like a license to be a journalist i know right now there's no license you just study to be a journalist to get a degree but let's say if you have to go into the license and the uh, the ethical standards of being a journalist should journalists be uh given the freedom to report news based on what their ethical standards are i think there's already a huge compromise on ethical standards for journalism today mm. so this is in a post ethical discussion world that we live in globally not just india like even in a lot of other countries there are a few news outlets who have clearly decided to compromise on their ethics and there are a few news outlets who are stra- who are fighting to stick to their high ethical standards of journalism so maru tell us how do you consume news today okay so i consume news uh, very selectively i only read stuff that i want to read or watch stuff that i want to watch i don't watch news on the tv uh, i don't really consume news on from a newspaper i do read newspapers but at a very surface very high level like i finish a complete newspaper in less than 30 seconds so i just like skim through the headlines uh uh but most of 90% of my news is or reading slash news slash information is through twitter i i follow journalists there i follow people from industry there everything is through that and uh, like i said i read very selectively so i read a lot about uh, the industry and the sphere that i am in and i read very little about things outside of that so yeah like i might not necessarily know a lot of things in from a general knowledge perspective um so, so yeah. you follow you follow journalists or uh, like publications no largely journalists i follow publications only for the publications i have subscribed or paid to which is not your generic but which is very fo- focused topics or which is largely related to interests and work than general knowledge general affairs current affairs and things like that what are some of those so i subscribe to most of the paid uh, subscriptions in india like ken morning context all of these are tech related mm. there is a newsletter called finshots which is probably one of the best in the world i think uh, they send you one newsletter per day a short newsletter on finance 
there are podcasts which i listen to which are specific again for personal finance and basically things which i want to get better at and stuff one of the best podcasts again i think in india is uh, is paisa vesa so so there are a bunch but for me news is very subjective because uh, yeah most of the stuff which i see like when i'm when i'm sitting with my folks and when they are watching the news i just think it's i just think that's the topic of the day more than the it's a yeah it's trending topic for today so we stick to it and thrash it out as much as we can until we find the next topic and they have the the problem also is that they have 24 hours to fill up which is a big challenge they need that kind of air time so they need so they're forced to cook up stuff yes they need to keep repeating like for example now 90% of the news on television is actually through internet not even 90% i would say 95% everything is almost through internet right like all the company announcements have moved to facebook live and you know twitter and blogs uh, that's what news yeah youtube and that's what people now talk about all the celebrity updates like amitabh bachchan got corona that was through twitter everything has moved online and now i don't know in the us but at least in india news channels now show youtube videos and they show youtube uh, fail videos like they'll show a monkey falling off they'll show those things also as news now and i'm not kidding which is news which is interesting so to summarize like none of your news consumption is from the traditional uh, media sources i would, sources, say, I would like say less TV. than i would say less than 10% like i i like the tv news when it comes to things like sports uh, because i think they summarize things very well i don't like reading sports in a newspaper apart from just seeing numbers so i prefer a news channel television than a print edition at least for sports but yeah like i said it's and it's it's again maybe till an extent so the only reason i read newspapers is because it's local news like for example uh, you know the other day when somebody called me and asked me if i read about their outlet in in a in a leading newspaper in hyderabad very surprisingly i didn't because i actually did read the newspaper that day but that's that's how i read it where i just skim through i don't even read the details but it's only to get the local news and i think that is also now being replaced uh, you know by by some good media companies or tech companies who are now doing hyper local news that's an interesting point that you brought up because uh, there's a segment done by john oliver where he focused on how a lot of the big news corporations actually get their news from local journalists because they are the ones who are actually doing journalism at the end of the day at the at the ground level but but no one's really subscribing to local newspapers or just local news websites which is uh, actually crushing their entire business model today so i think if if i remember correctly there was an article even in one of the leading uh, newspapers in the us no it's also a part of uh, hasan minaj's show right he talks about how media is dying how newspaper industry is dying and uh, how uh, this journalist in the us was the one who yeah i think it was hasan minaj not sure yeah who who uncovered something but the credit went to somebody else but the actual thing she was at it for 2 years on ground and you know she cracked so, the this, thing yeah this was the, the jeffrey epstein case Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, that might be true of the US, but India is one of the very few countries where newspaper viewers readership is increasing. On the contrary, the world over, at least in the developed world, newspaper or print media as such is dying. But India is one of the countries that's actually the opposite of the trend. Is there data to prove that? No. Looks like there is data. You can check online. No, the newspaper industry is dying everywhere. Not in India. In India is the contrary. Spend on newspaper and print is on the rise. Really doubt it because every. No, we live in a world where it's different. We live. We live no, in a world where we don't follow print media. In India, I am a hundred percent sure newspaper spend on print and print media is actually growing. This is an interesting uh, conversation. Actually, I don't know what the answer is. This could be true. No, I'll I'll, I'll give you some numbers. Yes, there. I have. I recently read something which said is COVID the final nail in the coffin for print media in India because of all the trends, everything that shows that print media is going down, and now with COVID, it might just end the game because of you know those WhatsApp uh, PDFs which were. Uh, going around i'll just tell you the number. oh interesting that's actually another uh, a good connection to to this topic which is how we consume news right now and i think for for the three of us it's it's pretty clear that we follow a few select journalists and subscribe to a few publications but a very large part of the indian population today consumes news through whatsapp apart from the the traditional like media channels themselves so i think there is uh, but it's, it's hard to tell without any data that because they're consuming their news from WhatsApp, they're not necessarily reading newspapers. I don't know if there's a correlation there. Or is that even a right correlation? No, I don't, think it's, right co- I don't think it's a right correlation because WhatsApp doesn't give you comprehensive news. There are bits of sensationalized clips or news, a lot of it fake, which is... Totally. So I think, I think the, the, the habit that I'm trying to get to is that has newspaper reading in the morning been replaced by going through your WhatsApp groups and looking for information? We are not actively looking for information, but you just end up seeing forwards that also cover like some things about what's happening around the world. No, but I don't think reading a newspaper has been replaced by reading WhatsApp groups for sure. Okay, so you don't think so? Okay. So according to a FIKI report, it is estimated that India's print media will grow at a rate of 3.4% to reach 338 billion by 2021. We are still growing, although it might be at a lower rate, but we are bucking the trend of declining readership. It'll be interesting to see the the demography of this. Like, where is the growth coming from? Is it coming from urban centers or is it coming from tier 2 and tier 3 cities? I think it will be more from tier 2 and tier 3 cities. Uh, also, the fact is that we are a, we are a very young population where there is... Whereas people are getting older, they usually start picking up the news, starting reading the news and all of that. I think that also helps in increasing the readership as such. Another thing that I think is a factor is that India is becoming more and more literate by the day, which also helps in the growth of print media and newspapers and all of that. I agree with what you're saying, but just like a counterpoint would be that, like, yeah, yes, the, the literacy rate is increasing, but... Uh, mobile phones are more accessible. Data packages are, are more easy and cheaper for people. So would people actually spend money and get a newspaper when they can get their information for free on their phones through a data package? I think that is the direction we are heading in, for sure. That we will be at a stage where 
more and more people try to access uh, access the news from their mobile phones and all of that and i think that's something that we being a part of the urban population are already doing but no, for I think now that's already, I that's uh, already happening across exactly in fact the tier 2 tier 3 cities are the ones i think who consume a lot of news through mobile apps because simply because they get local news right like there is an app called local app lokal right they have i think what they have more than some i don't know 1 million 2 million downloads or something like that and they do they do very hyper local news like you know in tamil and telugu they have and they have pretty much become like a full full stack newspaper right they have uh, classifieds they have news they have job postings things like that like they are doing everything and there are enough and plenty apps like that in india at least now who who are targeting only towards tier t tier 2 3 4 uh, users right even in terms of podcasts even in terms of writing even in terms of reading like there is pratilipi which has i think more than 15 million downloads which apparently is is amazing for people to write and read consume stories in local languages you know there is uh, there is an app called kuku.fm which is like a local hyper local podcast or a regional podcast they have podcasts in all indian languages so all of that i think is in fact far more dominant and prominent in the tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 sectors and everybody is gunning market, no? yeah yeah everybody is gunning only for them like right from your uh, money's coming in from for geo from facebook's googles of the world to everybody else is gunning after the next next 100 million next 300 million users of internet which is all going to be localized in regional languages and things like that so news has already evolved that way in a lot of ways like for example all of us probably know of news in shorts right we all use news in shorts you get I don't know what in chart that swipe 50 that small stories thing everybody knows i mean pretty much in urban world in india news in charts is something which is consumed uh, very well right they have another can you app. can you can you explain to the listeners what this news in, news in charts is okay so news in charts is a is a simple app where they they put out breaking news or headlines in a very simple format they put out if i'm not wrong 60 words um mm-hmm. so they write their own i mean they don't copy paste from somewhere but they write they summarize a story in 60 words so this And, is their own this is a publication yeah yeah it's an app they put out 60 words uh, summary about latest news and basically it's a flip experience you keep flipping and let's say in, in in practically in, in 10 minutes you can catch up on the entire news current affairs of india news in shorts is fairly big and if you guys are not using it you should it's the easiest way to consume, consume news yeah so obviously they give you the link to the source and you can go to the website and you know read the whole article and all that stuff but they summarize it pretty pretty well and uh, they have been around for a very long time um, they have a very good product so what's the business model is it a subscription or is it free no they have uh, no it's free right now for users but they have uh, advertisements on the app so so they do they do a phenomenal job it's a great experience very well built product so the same guys i don't know when but maybe maybe in the last couple of years they launched this other app 
you know joining the video bandwagon called public which is uh, local indian videos i didn't know about the app till 2 3 months back and to my surprise you know that app also had more than 10 million downloads largely from tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 cities because the video consumption there is all time high right um so i'm just saying that there are enough and plenty of people chasing this problem of 2 3 4 hyper local built for bharat is what they call it the next billion users so on so forth and i think those guys are maybe in a lot of ways far more app driven than we are i mean this is a completely different topic to talk about than a news but for me news goes very well with things like in shots which i think is is a great way to summarize things and yeah so it's not long form yeah it's not long form but you know i think paid long form content in india is just picking up like one of the first paywalls was the ken for the tech industry and everybody said that you know nobody is going to pay for content but i think they are doing decently well uh looking at them there are a lot of tech companies in india which have launched or you know have forayed into paid content uh even something like economic times now has a property called et prime i think which is the paid version where they show you i mean where they show you can get access to long form tech content there are enough and plenty now which are paid newsletters especially thanks to substacks explosion so i think in general people are opening up to paying for specific expertise i would say than a generic subject because that is still accessible through newspaper and tv but if you are looking at very focused uh, subject matter expertise or you know long form content i think there are a lot of paid avenues and channels and things like that which people are exploring for example new york times digital subscription is at all time high right mm-hmm. and uh, they are doing revenues which i think probably even they didn't really uh, yeah i mean paying for news content has already uh, what do you say become a little bit of the norm where everybody is jumped onto that bandwagon even your main publications like the hindu times of india and everybody have a paid option where you don't get half your page filled with those annoying ads so that is that is already there in terms of how people consume the news i'm probably on the opposite end of of the spectrum where i would rather consume long form content than things like in shots and stuff which just give you an overview i something... think i think in shots serves a very different purpose right it just tells you this is what is happening in your country it's pretty much like your you know headlines in 15 minutes or headlines in 5 minutes yeah, exactly i would It's prefer that. things which are a little more in detail so i am at the other end of that same spectrum yeah 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 i think we covered a lot about how we consume our news different types of content whatsapp versus newspapers versus long form versus short form I think that's a good segue into our next question which is what do we expect from our news sources we did cover this a little bit in the, on the with, with the previous question but going a little deeper into like what are your expectations from a news outlet mm-hmm. in terms of expectations from a new news outlet i think i have only two expectations one is that it is comprehensive news coverage uh, where they are trying to uh, looking at the news from uh, all various angles or perspectives uh, the second thing that it's unbiased and it's factual reporting not opinions if i want opinions then i'll then there are probably other directions that i can look at for opinions but if i'm looking at consuming the news then i would prefer that it is just 
the plain facts, not embellished by any kind of opinion. That's that's about it. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that uh, because in the morning when I wake up, all I want to know is like just tell me what's happened in the world. Yeah. I don't want you to dilute it with with your opinion. Exactly. So so just state facts and then let me uh, give me the liberty to to form my own opinion exactly. on, on what's happening. Yeah. Uh, I think the the reason why the news is in the state that it is today, where it's like where it has so much opinion baked into it is because they're targeting the audience that they perceive is uneducated and needs to be spoon fed or made understood as to what the implications of that new story is. And that's where the opinion comes into play. See, if it is, if it really, is, I think opinion comes into play because it can, it can. Yes. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just trying to explain what the news channels justification is for filling in opinion. Yeah. Probably till an extent. Like that, that's a, that's the justification that not everyone is fully educated to be able to comprehend information, and so we need to do a job of like breaking down whatever is happening around the world to people, and that's where opinion comes in. Maybe, yeah. Like for me, the for from a news channel or a media outlet perspective, I think it's it's only to be it's only to give hundred uh, percent clarity and verify. And be sure of what they're talking um, or, you know, what they're putting out and get their facts right in a lot of ways. I think of most most of the news, a lot of news is speculation. And I don't think that's right. It's I think uh, they need to get the facts right and then talk about it, uh, you know, to people or to the world. And maybe they should they should try and be neutral and maybe provide both sides of the story both sides of a story i think these are like the three things for me yeah i agree with the speculation bit where uh, news more and more is very unverified you never know yeah it's uh, like who is going to put it out first right first yeah there is a race for publishing the news first that you heard it from us first which uh, cuts down on the kind of verification of the news or, or its sources that's that used to be a standard uh, earlier right now i don't see that happening with a lot of news and um, they post a lot of news channels post apologies and uh, retract statements post publishing the news saying that it's okay it's a different perspective etc etc there's an interesting infographic here uh, from market watch where uh, they rate uh, news sources um, on a graph x axis covers how liberal they are how conservative they are and the y-axis covers uh, original fact-based reporting all the way to contains inaccurate and fabricated information. We're going to link it in, in the podcast. So that oh, is interesting. So if you can see right on the top, there's Reuters, Bloomberg, uh, NPR, BBC. AP. Yeah, that are high on original and uh, fact-based reporting. Uh, and they are neutral when it comes to bias they don't lean uh, like towards in either direction. I mean, yeah, we should probably do something like this for India, man. The one question that I wanted to jump into was um, our consumption habits. And Maru, I know you've written like a long article about this and how we end up consuming so much information just because we're scared of getting bored. So in your opinion, what do you think should be our news consumption habits? Should we wake up every morning, 
go through the news in the morning, go through it in the evening. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop there. I'll let you talk. I think it's just it's just this whole morning habit because that's how it's been for the longest time, right? Like I think that's how because the paper de- gets delivered at like six in six in the morning, so you I think that's how you want to start your day. But I'm I'm not sure if that's the best way to go about things where you want to sort of start your day with a lot of unverified uh, news, uh, so to say. But it but, just gives me anxiety in the morning. <laughs> for, for that matter, I think newspapers per se contain a lot more verified and yeah, double-checked information yeah. than news channels and all of that. The 24-hour news cycle or news channels doesn't help in terms of verification, making sure that your information is correct. But newspapers have that time to actually verify everything and make sure that the information that they provide is accurate. No, and also I think newspapers really are the real journalists right they are the on-ground workforce going out you know finding things out doing all of that firsthand uh, versus fact checking yeah versus uh in a lot of ways a news reporter is today you know a television anchor who is reading out from a script in you know in a lot of ways hmm not, I mean, not not discounting television news reporting by any means, but I think the the print guys are maybe yeah far more on ground and active and you know war footing than the television guys. But here, television here's the thing: we're assuming that the print uh, journalism model does not have an online presence. Uh, no, it does. They have both. Yeah, so, so the point where you know newspapers actually have to verify everything before they print it. If it's coming from the same source, there's a very high likelihood that, you know, they could be posting a news article that's not fully verified on their website. No, I think the issue is not with whether it's uh, print or online. I think the issue with verification comes in whether when it's print versus a video. When it's a television channel who's, which is trying to provide you videos or, you know, giving be you... The first one to, yeah, be the first one to break something. Your online print, the print journalism obviously has an online component where they publish stories and everything, but that is still not viewed. It is read. Got it. The reason why I brought up the habits question is because is there any value in us consuming news every day? I know it varies from person to person and what we want to take away from the news, but how, how is it benefiting us at the end of the day? Because sometimes I feel like if I can consume a week's worth of news, let's say on a Friday or a Monday, that should be good enough for me. Is there any value in keeping a tab on what's happening every day? It's it's personal choice, to be very honest. It also depends on the kind of how the news affects you. If it is something that has to do with, let's say you're you're in the financial business or something on those lines. Probably the news gives you a perspective on where the wind is blowing and how you should probably invest or not. So their probably their probably consumption of news on a daily or even an even three four times a day makes sense. But if you are somebody who is just looking to go and probably gain some knowledge about how what's happening in the world, then probably you don't need to do it daily. 
it's 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 very personal it's very subjective to how the news affects you if yeah it, so based on that what is your experience do you feel like the news affects you and your actions every day or if you don't consume it for a week nothing really changes oh uh, at this point i don't think anything really changes because no matter what we are stuck at home but but yeah i would like for me personally it's more about curiosity and probably getting that information gaining that knowledge keeping that in mind in terms of probably something that i plan on doing or anything on those lines like for example if i'm planning on going for a holiday if there is a if, let's say i'm planning on going for holiday to you know thailand or bali or whatever and if there's a tsunami or something there then i would rather take that into perspective while making my plans just a small example this is more just to show how the news can affect you as such but uh, also on a day to day basis depending on what you're doing how you're going about things what your profession is having that information definitely helps and personally for me it's also just gathering that information and knowledge and have keeping that in mind it's, so you see it so it's adding value to your life every day it adds value in a sense that you have a fair understanding of what's happening in the world is there something that's going to affect you or not or if there's something that you plan to do or planning to take some sort of an action let it be personal professional or otherwise having that information definitely helps and would you okay i think the final question that i want to ask in relation to is that over a period of time accumulation of that news gives you perspective on in terms of trends how things are moving and all of that so i think it's also uh, an accumulation of news over times gives you perspective on how things are moving how the how there are shifts happening at a national at a local national and global level that could also probably help you predict what's going to happen and help you act accordingly i think that's that also makes a huge difference I think that makes total sense. What I was trying to get to was do you have to consume that news every day or can you consume it in chunks over a week? You know like uh, one day in a week. Personally, This is you specifically. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I get what you're saying. Like, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that because I don't think I spend a great amount of time on reading the news on a daily basis. It's something that I just browse through and if there is something that I find interesting then I probably spend some time in it but overall i think God. over a period of time you become if you have been doing this for a long time in terms of reading the news catching up on what's happening and all of that you become very efficient with it it's either done in bits and pieces over the day which probably is, which can be like bits and pieces of 3 minutes 4 minutes 5 minutes where you're spending on different platforms that you consume the news so it becomes very efficient so that ways i don't have to just put it on the back burner let it pile up till a particular day that i want to so that ways i don't think i would change my habit yeah for me it's it's actually very different something that i started realizing recently which is i have like finite amount of head space during the day where i have to think and worry about a lot of things uh and so the news just adds to my things like the list of things that i end up worrying about or have to process uh, to put it uh, very simply so if i had to give up that time and divert it to something that i'd rather be passionate about learning or processing i'd, I'd do that 
compared to consuming the news. So I think for me personally, I would prefer reading the news like at the end of the week, just going through everything that's happened in the world rather than, you know, reading it every day. Makes sense. What about you, Aditya? What would you do, given an option? No, I think... Uh, beep, me, beep it. Beep Aditya. <laughs> for me, I think it's very uh, difficult, I would say. I, I don't know how you would uh, choose to consume news in one go, right? Because... For me, uh, I think, uh, you know, as and when your phone keeps beeping, right, you have the news apps. So end of the day, you still keep consuming news in, you know, in very passive way. You, I keep coming across, across things on, you know, on my Twitter feed or on my phone or on the apps. Uh, so I think it's just very passive in a lot of ways. But I think my active reading or active seeking of news is only for the topics that I'm really interested in. I don't think it's it's got to do with got to do with anything else. At least for me, if I'm not not really interested in something, then I it doesn't matter to me if I do if I read about that you know every day or once in a day or once in a week. For me, it's just it just seems the same. But yeah, things that I'm keen on or I'm following, I I think I end up reading about it on an everyday basis. Got it. Yeah, for me, uh, in the beginning, I was really keen on, like, I think all of us have our own goals. And I think, Maru, you highlighted what you want to consume, like the specific topics or uh, areas that you want to get more updated information on on a regular basis, which is why you keep track of the news. For me, it was just being aware of what's happening in the world. And with... Uh, the drop in the number of factual reporting sources, that interest has actually waned off for me. And so I probably end up checking maybe BBC uh, or say listen to NPR in the morning and that's it because I think those are like my only very few sources that I think are factual. But anything else is like just is, is high noise and low signal. True, I completely agree. Over a period of time, that has been the same case with me where I have my interest or uh, my interest in the news or getting to know what's happening has gone down majorly for the same reason that it's more noise and very less signal. Yeah, I think these are these are great perspectives from the readers, but uh, something that we should also be cognizant about is how the whole news industry is changing and probably a perspective from somebody in the industry would definitely help. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. We covered quite a bit with regards to the news and industry, how each of us consume the news, what we expect from it, and what is right or wrong with it. We also discussed quite a bit about how consumption patterns are changing and what are the new platforms out there for news consumption, apart from your traditional print and television mediums. We discussed quite a bit about the state news media industry and how it has changed over a period of time. While discussing this, we also thought it would make sense to get a perspective from someone in the industry, discuss how the industry has evolved over a period of time, what are the positives, what are the constraints that they're facing currently. So in the next episode, we try to get someone from the industry to share their experiences. will be quite interesting to get their take on it. Hope you like this episode. Please share your comments and feedback on social media. We are at Boiled Egg Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'll repeat, at Boiled Egg Pod. Give us a shout out, share topics that you think we should discuss. 
or anything that comes to your mind at all until next time thanks for listening have a good one Thank you.